This is the On the Pony Express podcast, hosted by Billy Embody. Brought to you by Epic Estate Wines. Walking strong on the Pony Express. A weekly segment with SMU alum, owner, vintner of Epic Estate Wines, Bill Armstrong. Epic Estate Wines, world-class wines from Paso Robles Wine Country. Learn more, Epic, E-P-O-C-H, EpicWines.com. And now your host. And now your host, Billy Embody. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Walking Strong podcast with Bill Armstrong virtually today. Welcome in, Bill. How you doing, Billy? I'm Billy Ambody, and I am good. Uh, we are coming at you guys after another SMU victory. And this one was North Texas's first not one-score possession game. SMU took it over in the second half. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what, what the fuck does that even mean, man? What is non-one score what? So the previous three weeks, North Texas faced the class teams of the AAC. Right, right, right. Besides SMU. Okay. And all were one possession games. Oh, okay, yes. Yes. Ours was not only a multiple possession game, it should have been even more than it was. Yes. Let's get your thoughts on that. What do you think? Of the game? Yes. Let's talk about, the, let's talk about our wine since we're drinking here. Yes. Uh, we have an unbelievably nice wine today out of from the on the Pony Express case. Everybody, this is our epic Tempranillo. Tempranillo is one of the great varietals of the world. One thing I learned in Sommelier School, and that is there's so many varietals in the world beyond just Cab, Cabernet, and Chardonnay. In fact, in, in class, we would say ABC, anything but Cab, anything but Chardonnay. And this is one of the world's great varietals. It's super, super good, really big, really powerful, which is, by the way, the reason I chose it for the Memphis game, because every, every time I think of Memphis, I think of big and powerful. I mean, I hate going up and playing Tiger High. I do. I mean, let's, you know, I've been there. I love their stadium. Liberty Stadium is great. And, uh, but man, they're tough and they're big. And they, frankly, they used to intimidate me. They're not going to intimidate me this year with our team. But anyway, that's why I went with the big, powerful uh, Tempranillo. Cheers. So those of, those of you from Memphis, you might want to call it Tempranillo. But since we have so much Spanish influence in Texas, we call it Tempranillo. Anyway, uh, if you some of the great wines in the world are from the Spanish region of Rioja and Ribeiro del Duero. And um, I will put this glass bottle of Tempranillo against the best of the best of what Spain ever has to offer. We have been selected as being the U.S.'s best Tempranillo by multiple critics. It's a little bit like being the tallest midget because there's not a lot of Tempranillo in the United States. <laughs> but... Can you say midget anymore? Is that is that politically incorrect? The tallest small person? What, what do you, what, just, what do you just somebody short. Somebody short? Okay. It's called short shaming, though. So once you get to that, then you get canceled. Then you get canceled. We're just going to get canceled regardless, right? I mean, no matter. <laughs> Let's make it through the season. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, the fact that I was able to make it through that that talk with Mary Crow last week and not be. <laughs> <So>. yeah. <laughs> Blessed. 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 You're right. You're we can. Keep trying wines. Keep trying wines. That's what we get to do because of that. Our reward on the other side. All right, let's talk about the game. You want to? Yep. I, mean, I thought, I thought we were great. I um, uh, first of all, you know my rule of thumb, and is that is if we have two hundred yards rushing, we're going to win. 
and we had 300 and what 320 yards rushing or something like that. It yeah, was 300, yeah, 18, 318. It was, it was, it was incredible. And we hardly didn't even need to throw the ball. I mean, when you get right down to it, I mean, Rooster goes for a lot. LJ goes for a lot. Kamar shows his brilliance yet again. And uh, so that was just delightful to watch. Uh, Preston was solid as usual through a couple of absolute dropped touchdown passes. Oh, I mean, ab- absolutely unbelievable. He easily could have had two easy scores. So that 45, 14 score, the game wasn't as close as that, or excuse me, the 45, 21 score. Late. It, wasn't as, it, it wasn't as close as that score indicated. I completely agree. And, and you know, you and I were texting during it and defense off to a tough start. Uh, North Texas, the number one statistical offense in the American going into it, was able to move them up and down the field a little bit. SMU was able to keep pace with them, though. And I thought that was important. That was a game where, yes, North Texas was able to move the ball in the first half. And then it was just a completely different defense that came out in the second. It was you just that was a game that in the past years and years, as Rhett Rhett Lashley today said, it's taken SMU 40 years to get a defense in the top 10. Scott Simons has put it together and they were just able to find their way and credit to the coaches, credit to the players. uh, They just stepped up in that second half. You know what? I didn't go into the locker room at halftime, which I do sometimes. But I wonder, was it the the kids that fired themselves up, or was it Simons, or was it Rhett? All I know is when they came out in the second half, it was just an ass whipping in the second half. I mean, they got that ticky tack score at the end of the game, but I mean, I mean, how many first downs did they even have in the second half? It wasn't a lot. Uh, I can look it up right now as we're talking. I uh, felt like, and tell me if I'm off base with this. Um, it was six first downs in the second half compared to 12 in the first. I thought it was SMU's best half of football, especially relative to the opponent of the season. I, I totally agree with you. And I, I wasn't nervous at halftime, but I wasn't comfortable at halftime. Yep. I, I, we'd had the drops and, you know, blah, blah. And, um, and I know that UNT's got that good quarterback. He's a good athlete. And all that. So, um, I mean, hats off to the ponies. I mean, it was really, a, really a nice game. And uh, again, defense wins it. Defense wins championships. So, um, I'm super pumped. Speaking of being pumped, I am pumped for Saturday morning. I I love 11 a.m. kicks. I know other people might say, "Oh, oh really freaking hate 11 a.m. kicks." Especially, well, on the road, on the road, I'll take it. But look, in my position, you've got to. You know, stay composed all day for the late kicks, which, by the way, 8 o'clock on Friday was unbelievable. Yeah, Um, I I got home to 1 in the morning. Yeah, you've got to stay composed, and you can't have too much fun, and then you got to go in and cover the game, and then you're up super late. 11 a.m. kicks, I'm going to be done by 4 o'clock on Saturday. This is so selfish. Jeez, dude. Come on. You know what? Box on an 11 a.m. kickoff. We Let's haven't go. ranked the priorities. The priorities would be winning, of course, um, and and having a good game, and then how it helps me the rest of the day. I get to mm. enjoy the games. So, I see. All about you. Yeah. I mostly all about you. I I I have taken all the selfishness that this team maybe has had in years past. It's all just residing here. I get it. Hey, listen, dude. I've, we've I've, we failed to mention at the beginning. Eight and two. Yes. Eight 
to with six straight. Yep, six and zero in league play. Six and zero in league play. We have been six and zero in league play twice in the history of SMU, and both times we won a national championship. It was like 1982, and I think 1938 or something. I don't know. Uh, Rhett Lashley texted me that after the game the next day, and um, I'll take that. So um, anyway, let's talk about let's talk about uh, Memphis. Um, dude, I don't think they're as good as everybody says they are. That's just me. I know we're playing on the road, and I know they're typically mean and tough, but they have not been dominant. They were lucky as shit to beat Charlotte last week. Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte, by the way, is not a very good football team. No, they're pesky, but they're just not good. They're just not good. And, and I, yeah. yeah. I mean, they barely beat Southern Florida. Yep. I mean, their, their last three games have not been dominant at all. No. Uh, the Charlotte game, they had four turnovers, which four turnovers. If you're looking at turnovers against SMU, forget it, dude. I mean, we're just gonna we're just gonna roll. And so they have they have allowed 38 or more points in each of their last three games. And I'm just looking at the scores right now. I, I'm not looking at if there was a defensive touchdown or a kickoff return for a touchdown or whatnot, but. Uh, they have given up some points. Their offense is good. Um, look, I got to give SMU's coaches a little bit of credit on this. Scott Simons has been dead on each week, kind of in his assessment. He'll, if he feels a certain way about a defense or an offense coming in, he'll say that's the best offense since. And North Texas was the best offense since Oklahoma, one could argue. And then this week, he followed that up and said, this offense is the best offense since Oklahoma that SMU faced. And he even said, Seth Hennigan might be playing better than Dylan Gabriel. So I, if SMU's defense can settle in early, I think that's the best versus last week where you know it was kind of dicey there and they made adjustments and came out firing on all cylinders. If this right. gets into kind of a dogfight, I don't worry about this team. I just worry that a bounce here or there, and you you can you can drop it. Okay, I, that's fair. That's fair. I'm I'm a little bit more optimistic, but maybe I'm just not going to practice every day this week because I'm out of town, and <laughs> therefore therefore I'm not. I'm working on other stuff right now. But um, I don't know. We just we are just. I think this is the team of destiny this year for SMU. A little bit like TCU was last year. Uh, when um, Sonny lucked his way into the national championship. By the way, I really, I really enjoyed that last game, the UT TCU game. Not that I have to mention TCU every week, but as long as TCU loses, I'm going to mention it. I'm just saying because they are four and six. Just saying they are. Um, it's it's got to be one in. Um, I think one in five since you call them a little. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm tracking it week by week. So. Did I say that? Yeah, uh, yeah, somewhere along the line. Edited out what I was really thinking. So, um, <laughs> but I, I, wait. By I, the way, speaking of close games, did you watch that Tulsa Tulane game? Oh man, the you know the SMU is going to have to earn this if if they want it, which is the way you want it, right? Like on in a watered down kind of league this year. SMU goes and beats Memphis. Then they take care of business against Navy, which yep. Navy's very, very proud. They would love to come in and ruin SMU's senior day. Mm -hmm. Then you go either on the road or host for the American Championship, and it's going to be a very good team. It seems like 
the only losses that, if you're asking me, you, you hope happen are addition one to Memphis and then whoever the winner of Tulane U, UTSA is next week. It, it's I think, you got to earn it. I think UTSA beats Tulane the way they're playing right now. But on uh, the road, on the road, uh, road. But undefeated, and we're undefeated. Where's that game? Is it in Dallas or is it in the San Antonio? Um, it is. It depends on a ranking, and I believe, I think SMU would have enough juice to host it. Okay, I think well, that would be that would be fun. Hey, let's don't look past Memphis, okay? I mean, yeah, that, yeah. we're we're tempting the demons big time there. I didn't mean to do that. Yep. So, um, I really feel good about this weekend. I'm going to say SMU by 15. Okay. I know it's a weird number, but I'm going to say SMU by 15. What's the, what's the line this week? Uh, it was, um, seven, let's see. Um, I'll look it up as I share how I feel, which I think SMU does have the chance to win by double digits. I I really do. I trust this team. I trust this defense. And, uh, Memphis is currently, uh, eight point underdogs to SMU. Uh, the total is set at 67 and a half which I believe was what it closed at for last week's game as well. So the predicted store right, right now is 43 to 28 per odd shark. So uh, one of those gambling sites, but <laughs> yeah, odd shark. Um, I, I, I like SMU. I know I've been on the trend of going 45, 15, 45, 17, 45, 13, kind of around that area. I'm going to go 42, 27 this week. I guess I like where I, I like SMU's just total team makeup and I like their consistency. And if if there is a little falter here and there, they've found ways throughout this season to correct them. My biggest worry is all right, you've you you can't let Seth Hennigan get going because he's a little different than Chandler Rogers from last week at UNT against UNT. He's just got a little bit more of that grit to him through what three years of starting now and i mean he almost won it for him last year i mean he was almost able to pull that off that was dicey there at the end um but i yeah, I, I, I think you can exercise I, a demon this weekend i i agree I, I i agree with you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go on a big love training towards hannigan on this one that much i i the the guy i'm gonna go on a love train for is, is pratt of tulane i think i think I think Pratt with Tulane could play with the Pi Five flag football team and, and be competitive. That's <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, um, all right, that sounds great. I'm I'm psyched for the game. Um, I don't think I'm going to be there, unfortunately. And uh, but uh, great stadium should be, you know, good TV watching that day. The winner of the game goes to the uh, American finals. Full stop. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't. Yeah. I don't think we see it. I don't, I think if SMU wins it, uh, like I think you and I texted about this, I think I said something like to the effect of blood in the water um, and SMU smells it. So yeah, I trust this team uh, and you do too. So yes, we also trust Epic to make an incredible glass of wine. This is fantastic. So, delicious. And you know what? If we win, we have earned this. We deserve it. Of course, if we lose, we will really need oof, it. Because oof. that's the top Might of need the case. They might need a case that entire night. Everybody out there who's ordered a case, order another case if that happens. Yeah. So anyway, awesome podcast. Thank you very much, Billy. 
Sorry I wasn't there in Dallas to do it with you live. It's okay. We, we, we keep it rolling. Appreciate everybody for listening. Check out the Walking Strong podcast and cheers to another SMU, hopefully, win on Saturday against Memphis, 11 a.m. Central. So, Bill, enjoy, enjoy the game. You guys out there, enjoy the game as well. We'll catch you next week with another edition. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Billy. Thanks for listening to the On the Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU on 3 and on Instagram at on3SMU. And keep it locked to onthepony.express.com for more coverage.